Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good to see everybody here this morning. Good to see this morning. Yes, it is. Oh, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He is indeed. Do we have any birthdays this week? Got one, Philip? Anybody else? Good. Great. Anyone else? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Anniversaries. Nobody celebrating an anniversary. Well... Praise the Lord anyway. And let's do that. Let's praise the Lord. Turn to hymn number one. First dip out of the box. Martin Luther's one hit. On your feet. A mighty fortress. Number 83, we're standing on holy ground.
Brother Mitch, will you lead us in prayer, please? Sure. Our Father and God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We can never say that enough. Thank you. Lord, you paid a price that we cannot pay so that we can enjoy your presence for eternity, which we could never earn. All is a gift from faith in you and what you have done for us. Lord, we're so grateful. And yes, we are standing on holy ground in your presence in this place. So Lord, let your presence touch every heart, every mind. Lift us above all the troubles of this world. Let us focus on things above, not the things below. And may we bring joy to our hearts, praise to your name, and glory to your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is number 253, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. John Klimek has our uh, meditation this morning.
We need a drummer. What does a drummer do? Keeps the beat so we can stay together when we sing or dance. Keeps us going when we are tired, like a military drummer. Marching bands, when running around the field, if they can hear the drummer, will end up in the correct place while keeping the beat the whole time. Every day we need a drummer, our own personal, spiritual drummer. We have a drummer, of course, and he is Jesus Christ. His world, his word helps us find the beat in our lives, if we listen. Yes. He keeps us going when we tire. He keeps us moving together as Christians toward a common goal, salvation. He leads us in, troubled, in this troubled world and in our lives so that we don't get lost in all of our running around. As Psalms 18.3 says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. We will follow our drummer, our Lord Jesus Christ. We will listen to his word. We will find the beat and rhythm for our lives. We will worship, study, work, and pray with others to move together in faith. Even if we scatter in all direction at times, like the marching band, the steady, the steady beat of God's word can keep us from getting lost. We only need to listen carefully, pray with faith, act with sincerity and honesty, and trust that God is leading us. May we listen and pray now as we recall that when Jesus lived on this earth, he gave his apostles continual guidance and reassurance, and then, on the night before he died, he said, Take this bread and eat it, for this is my body, and take this cup and drink. Do this in remembrance of me. And so the beat goes on. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, as we take this bread, we remember that you are the bread of life. You feed our souls, you nourish our hearts, and you give us sustenance to run the race before us. As we break the bread, we feel the softness of your love for us. We thank you with all our hearts for the great price you paid when you were crucified on the cross for us. You rose triumphant over death as Lord of Lords and King of Kings forever and our beloved Savior. Thank you, Lord. Amen. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room to celebrate the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and broke it, passed it among them, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And after they had eaten, Jesus took the cup, giving thanks, passed it among them, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me till I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. continue our praise and worship this morning with uh, number 322 I love to tell the story Amen 
seated. third time in about uh, six or eight weeks that we've tried to sing this song, and something seemed to get in the way all the time. I think we know who that was, don't we, Mitch? Yeah. And we're not going to have any more of it. Jesus' name be God. Exactly. One thing we're sure of, that through it all, God's on our side. I've had many tears and sorrows I've had questions for tomorrow There have been times I didn't know right from wrong But in every situation God gave blessed consolation That my trials come to only make me strong through it all through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God through it all through of places and I've seen a lot of faces there have been times I felt so all alone but in my lonely hours yes those precious lonely hours Jesus let me know that I was his own through it all through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God through it all through it all through it all I've learned to depend upon his word I thank God for the mountains and I thank him for the valleys I thank him for the storms he brought me through For if I'd never had a problem I wouldn't know that God could solve them I wouldn't know what faith in God could do So through it all Through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God Through it all Through it all, through it all I've learned to depend upon His Word Yes, I've learned to depend Upon his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Mitch. Yep. Very good job, brother. Very good job. Wow. Good morning. Good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? 
you know, one day we're literally going to go be in his house. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. If the bus pulls up, I'm leaving. <laughs> You're driving. Huh? Yeah. I might stay here after all. <laughs> I heard about what happened to you a couple weeks ago. All right. Well, good morning. Y'all know Jesus loves you, right? Y'all know I love you, right? Oh, boy, what a beautiful day God has given us. You know, this past week has been beautiful. There has been so much sunshine and there's been rain. That's okay. We got to have it. You know, we get thirsty. The ground gets thirsty. (laughs) But look at all the green and all the flowers, all the beauty. Look at the sky. Even when the dark clouds come, it's a thing of beauty. And when the lightning comes and the storms howl, we see God's power. And then passes over. We see his grace. And occasionally we see that rainbow. The promise. The promise. Oh, this morning we're looking at the last segment of Mark chapter 3, beginning at verse 31. And this is talking about who the real family of Jesus is. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived standing outside. They went, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers? He asked. And they're probably thinking, man, he's lost his mind. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Now, if you remember what had been going on here, Jesus had been teaching and he had already chosen his disciples and uh, then he gets uh, into it with the uh, leaders. They accused him uh, of the religious leaders of the day. They accused him of doing his miracles through the power of Beelzebul. Uh, the Lord of uh, the Lord of the house, I think it's the actual interpretation, or the Lord of the place, Beelzebul, and uh, so, and and I told you before that they changed that to Beelzebul, Lord of the flies, just to mock him, and uh, so all of this had been going on, and in the meantime. Before this, it said that his family members had come because they literally thought he had lost his mind. He had been going and going and going and hadn't taken time to rest, hadn't taken time to eat properly. Have you ever had a family member that just literally was like working themselves to death and you had to go to them and say, hey, you need to take a break, you know? Uh, That's not a problem so much anymore as it used to be maybe, but... (laughs) It may get that way again soon. And uh, so, but they thought that, you know, here he is, he's doing all of this work and he's not taking proper care of himself. He's done lost it. He's lost his mind. He's not caring for himself. He's just taking care of others. Huh, imagine that. And so they had come already and they heard some of this stuff that was going on that about him having an evil spirit and, you know, that was blasphemy. And so now then we're, we're dealing with the fact that his, his mother and his brothers are outside. Now, here's, here's something that the commentators pointed out is why did they stay outside? And his disciples were inside with him we know it was a crowded place but they sent someone in so they could have went in themselves but they didn't they chose not to 
Now, this may indicate that at that time, his brothers were not yet believers, and most likely does. And they, that's another reason why they thought he was crazy. They didn't believe in what he was doing. They just thought he was out of his head. And so they stayed outside. They didn't want to come in and be a part of his disciples. Not at this time. They did later on, but not here. They stayed outside. They sent someone in. And then they told him, your mother and your brothers are outside. Now we know his mother was Mary. And the names of his brothers are all listed. Now these were his half-brothers, of course, because Joseph would have been the father of these other children. And, of course, the Holy Spirit God is the father of Jesus. But they all had the same mother. And so here is this situation where they come to collect him. Basically, if you look at it, what's happening here is that the devil is using his own family to stop him from doing the work he came to do. That's really what's going on here, folks. They've come to say, no, you can't do this. You have to come back home. You have to come back with us. You have to stop. You have to relax. You have to realize that all this is not true. (laughs) Now, Mary might have had a problem with that, but his brothers obviously didn't. And Joseph is not mentioned here, most likely because at this point he had already passed away. That's what most commentators that I've ever read said is that at this point he probably had already passed on to receive his reward. And that's why he's not mentioned anywhere else in scripture. So here we have this situation and he's got his, he's got his disciples in a circle around him. Now this is a this is a traditional way of a rabbi to teach. He brings his disciples in, he gathers them around him, and often they would pair up and he would give them a topic and he would say, okay, you argue in favor, you argue against. And when you all figure out what's right, come and tell me. And then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Now, that's a great way to learn, isn't it? Because you think about that. You have to really think through this thing. If you're going to debate about it, you have to, you have to really think about it. You have to learn. You have to know. Now, this would be something that they had already studied. And then they would come and share together what they had learned through this debate with the master. And then he would tell them that the actual things that should be. And if they got it right, then he would tell them, well done, well done. And this was how they were prepared to go out and share the gospel. They had to know it well enough to debate it with each other so that when they go out and have to debate other people, then they already have that ability to overcome the challenges. So here they are in a circle around him. And he says, who are my mother and my brothers? Now, here's the thing that he's talking about. There's a difference between your physical family and your spiritual family. Now, every person here that is saved and born again, you were born into the family of God spiritually. So Jesus is saying, look, these who do the will of my father... My disciples, they are my mother and my sisters and my brothers. Now, he's not denying that these are his physical family. He's just saying, more importantly, is my spiritual family. Why is he saying that? Because has any of you ever had someone in your family try to challenge you about going to church or about going on a mission trip or about going to do anything for the Lord Well, you need to leave that up to somebody else. You're not equipped. You're not prepared. You need to let the preacher handle that. Well, don't go over there in in Africa where they eat people. No, 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 don't. You can't do that. Basically, what these people are saying is, no, you can't trust God. They don't realize necessarily that they're saying that. But what they're saying is, is, no, you really can't trust God in this situation. 
You need to listen to me instead of God. Folks, that's bad. It's wrong. As parents and grandparents, we have to be careful not to discourage young people from going into the ministry when they feel called. We have to be careful to encourage them in all things. And just like this song that Bob sang this morning, through it all, God will see us through. God is there if we, if we trust in him. It doesn't matter if you go into an African tribe that are, uh, th- that are cannibals. If it's God's will for you to die that way, you will. If it's not, you won't. And that's not stupid. That's trusting God. You know, there is a story. uh, It was a movie and a book, The End of the Spear or The Edge of the Spear. And there was a gentleman who went into this very type of situation. He, He came in to work with these people that were cannibals. And everything was going good for a while. He had an airplane. And he flew in and dropped supplies every once in a while. Well, then when he started coming to visit and to stay a while with these people, and then he moved in. He moved in with them. They trusted him because he had brought them all these things. And they were just amazed with his airplane. Well, one of the leaders wanted to ride in his airplane. And the other one wanted to ride in his airplane, but he could only take one at a time. And so he told him, he said, well... He said, I'll tell you what, Uh, I'll take you, and then I'll come back. Well, that just didn't work. He took the one, and when he came back, the other one threw his spear and killed him. So (laughs) the man's wife and children were still there in the village, living there. They knew what had happened. They did not leave. They buried her husband, and she kept ministering to these people that had killed her husband. And they all accepted Jesus and repented of their sins. And they began to travel out to other villages and to other people and sharing the gospel of Jesus with them and telling them, what Jesus had done for them. These were Jesus' brothers now and sisters and mother. And guess who else is Jesus' brothers and sisters and mothers? You are. I am. You are. Isn't that amazing that God considers us his children and that Jesus considers us his brothers and sisters and mothers? Jesus loves us like no one else. He's the only one who can love so completely. He gives without expecting anything in return. Now, there are things he expects of us as believers in him, as followers of him, as his representatives on earth. He expects us to live the way he says we ought to live to the best of our ability. And he extends grace for the rest. But just think. Jesus is not only our savior. He's our brother. Now. Does that mean we can. Walk up to Jesus and high five and say yo bro what's up. I don't think so. (laughs) It's. It is an an extension of the family of God. But it's a part of his grace that he extends to allow us to be called his brothers and sisters and mothers. And I don't know about you, but that love, that agape love, uh, I think in the Greek, agapeo. But that type of love gives without expecting in return. You know, so often when people do something nice for someone else, they do it expecting something in return. They do it with the idea that, hey, you know, I can give you a perfect example. 
How many of you have ever heard of younger, uh, younger people living off of older people? Just being nice to them, doing this, doing that. And then in return, they're getting paid. They're getting benefits. They sometimes move in and live with these people in their house and then inherit it all. And that was their whole purpose of doing it in the first place. Now, that's not the way that God wants us to be. He wants us to be the kind of person that if someone has a need and we're able to meet it, he wants us to meet it. No charge. Not expecting anything in return. Give. Not for the purpose of receiving. Give for the purpose of honoring God. Of showing the love of God. That is when we truly become his brother and sister and mother. When we learn to be able to give without expecting anything in return. You know, I have people from once, every once in a while that will come up to my house and knock on the door and say, Hey, can you spare a little of this or a little of that? Often it's cash. And depending on who it is, whether I know them or not, and whether I feel like they need it or not, again, that comes back to knowing the person. (laughs) I let them have it, but I don't expect to get it back. They all say, I'll bring it back. And sometimes they do, but usually they don't. And that's okay. That's okay because you know what? Every time that happens... God replaces it with more blessings than I could ever enjoy from that little bit that they got. And that is the way he wants us to be. He wants us to give of ourselves, not just money and food, but if your neighbor is building something and you can go hold a board for him or something, that, that's a great help. They love that. If you can't do any of that, you can go visit somebody in the nursing home and just sit and talk with them. Because often, I can tell you for sure, no one comes to see them. Even though they were members of a church, when they get there, they're forgotten. Out of sight, out of mind. Think about it. We're all getting close to where we could be that person. Do we want somebody to come visit us? Might help if we set the example. That's what Jesus would do. That's what he did do. He went to visit those in need. And on judgment day, remember, the sheep on the right, he said, you went and visited those that were sick and in need and in prison. You clothed the naked. You fed the hungry. You gave the thirsty to drink. Well, when did we do that? When you did it for the least of these, my brothers, you did it unto me. Now, with that being a measuring stick in the word of God, how do we measure up? If you have a need, just mind the Lord and come as we sing, Brother Bob. Our invitation hymn this morning is number 376, Are You Washed in the Blood? Stand and sing.
for us, Brother Mitch? That's all for me. And you may be seated. And we take a quick look at the announcements. Uh, <clears throat> the only really urgent is uh, our monthly business meeting tomorrow evening starts at 6 o'clock. Yeehaw! Hmm? Yeehaw! What brought that on? Oh, okay. Some people get excited about the strangest things. And then uh, we'll have more information about it the next week or two, but uh, don't forget the uh, old settlers' tent meeting. Yeah, uh, Holly, is there going to be chairs? Yes. Oh, great. Well, usually, out of the goodness of this heart, Works too. The school donated the fire department 214 chairs. Good for wow. them. Praise the Lord. Means we won't have to use the bleachers anymore, right? Well, the bleachers be there. I meant Sunday morning. Yeah. Pretty let me know when you're going to do that, and I might load up my little trailer and pull it down there too if I need it. He's not even listening. What you looking at, Fred? Next Sunday afternoon, I'm going to start calling the people of the community to see if they would like to donate desserts. Brownies, cookies, homemade store ball. And Saturday night, Kimberlyn Creek Youth Group is putting on a movie. What's it going to be? We don't know yet. No. Oh. Uh oh. Well, you did say it's Cameron Creek, though, right? Yeah. Okay. No problem. No problem. No, it'll be good. They have, yeah. they have a license to do that, which we didn't. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So we'll Just like everybody else, got to have a license. Yeah, sure it is. Yep. And then the fire department make a donation to the Sounds great. Anything else going on in the community that we need to know about? Yes, Mary. Uh, I'm going to pass these cards. We want to update our church mailing list. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to get everybody's name, address, current phone number. We'll make one in there. Email address. And, yeah, email address if you want it in. And your birthday. Mm -hmm. I can put the year down, but I'm not going to Favorite flavor of cake? So should we include our favorite cake, uh, flavor of cake and pie? <laughs> you know, for, for birthdays, need to be ready. Judy? Uh, I don't know if this is the right time, but we will celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary on the 17th. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you mean you put up with her that long, Rusty? Hey, he's pretty good about that. <laughs> That's right. Well, mm -hmm. well domesticated. Okay, well, if there's nothing else there, let's take a look at the prayer list. <laughs> All right. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your presence here with us this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Thank you that we are considered children of God your brothers and sisters. Lord, help us as we leave here to honor you with all that we say and all that we do throughout this week. We love you. Help us to share that love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless me.
great day.